Good morning, and afraid of Pirim, Tavshin Pei Beis. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Yud in Maseches Yevamos. Uh, it's the 30th yard site for my father, Moshe Ben Mordechai Halevi Zatzal. And it was Andrew's idea. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us to learn on poor morning. May it be an Aliyah for his Neshama. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, I didn't mention it to see him, but of course, it was always Muvan May Love. Understood. Also, Leila Nishmas, Rav Chaim Zeber, Rav Avram, Aaron Alevi, Rav Malinowitz, uh, Zatzal, in whose merit I think we've been zocha to get this far. And let's go further and onward through Shas, understand it in its depth and its breadth. Okay. Now, Rav Ada Kachina. It's the second line, towards the end of the second line, on Yerda Uh What is going on? Well, Andrew, you'll be happy to see the puppets aren't here. Andrew has puppet anxiety. <laughs> um, because it gets very complicated. But the, boy, were they, boy, was it a puppet fest yesterday. Daftes, what happened? Well, we're still dealing with the 15 women that were mentioned in the first Mishnah, right, in our Masechta. And those 15 women were there, there was a statement. The statement was on Tessa Medalef, uh, about 10 lines up. You don't have to go there. I'll just say it outside. Levi said to his Rebbe, whose name conveniently was Rebbe, he said, why are we learning 15 women? Let's learn 16 women. And believe me, he has a very specific 16th woman in, in mind. Since it's important, we could say, you know how there's like the fifth beetle? This is the 16th woman. Who's the 16th woman of which he speaks? Emo Anusas Aviv. Okay, so in all the cases we're going to discuss today, the woman in question is his mother, who was a rape victim of his father. So this is going to get pretty uh, nutty right off the bat. So obviously all these cases are the most extreme cases, just to highlight the principles and the concepts, right? We're not, we're not talking about anything that's going to be right, written up in uh, who, what, where, when, but this individual... Uh, so again, emo, Aishas, uh, Anusas Aviv, right? So there's an individual who raped a woman and then that woman had a child, right? So that becomes his mother. And that should be the 16th, right? Because after all, if you were to make a situation where it's Anusas Aviv and, and, and transpose it, on to emo, so then you would have a situation, well, obviously she should be one of the ervas. In other words, all the 15 ervas in the Mishnah, we're gonna simplify this today. All the 15 arayas are what? They're arayas, just that. You're not allowed to marry them. Now, are you supposed to be allowed to marry a woman that is your mother when she was a nusas aviv? Well, certainly not. Your mother is your mother. You can't do yibum on your mother. So why is the fact that she's a nusas aviv matter? Well, well, because we know, and this is important, anytime an erva, let's simplify it even further, anytime an erva falls to you for yibim, you're not going to do yibim. It's as simple as that. The question isn't whether you would do yibim on this person. That's never in question. The question is why it should or shouldn't be on the list of the 15. Remember, the list of 15 is not all the arias that there are in the world. The list of 15 is all the arias that could theoretically fall to you for yibim. And all Levi is trying to say is that it's possible, it's never possible for your actual mother that your father was married to to fall to you for Yibam because your other brother isn't going to be in. We'll see. We'll see how this works. But it, it, 
but in the most simple sense, it's never possible for your natural mother that your father actually married to fall to you for yibum uh, because your other brother wouldn't be able to marry either. We'll see how that works. And therefore, that's why that particular erva, meaning your mother, your father's wife, was not mentioned in, as one of the 15 in our Mishnah. Don't forget, the Mishnah we're going to see on your Gimel is going to start sorting through the women like your mother and, that, and the like that aren't mentioned as one of the 15 in the Mishnah. Right? And again, the distinction between the 15 in the Mishnah and the ones that are going to come up in your Gimel, your Gimel are the 15 in the Mishnah could theoretically fall to you to Yibum, right? The other ones is not going to be a Tfisas Kiddushin. It's never going to happen, uh, and therefore that's why we don't mention it. So then the whole question that Levi wanted to know was, well, that would be true if your father was married to this woman. But if your father, if this woman was violated by your father and they were never married, then in theory, of course, you would not do Yibum, but she should be in the first list of 15. She should be the 16th woman, the 16th ever. She should be on the list of people who you're not going to do Yibum on, but it could theoretically happen. That's all Levi is saying. Well, did you read what, Re- what Reb- his Rebbe's response was? His response was, it seems to me that Levi has no brain in his head. Wow. What kind of Rebbe talks like that, Andrew? Have you ever seen, can you imagine Rabbi Rose Shlita ever saying such a thing? You can't imagine. So, right, um, Birnbaum's always going to quote the Chavas Yair. In those days, the Talmidim, apparently, they welcomed this kind of trash talking. It was like they wanted to see what kind of corrective... This is a Garanowitz Musser moment. They were very, very open to criticism, and he wasn't stopped saying it. There's something in, the, in these words of, it looks like he doesn't have a brain in his head, that's supposed to be very specific to the suggestion. It's supposed to be a lesson embedded in it. We don't know. We wouldn't want to hear anybody uh, say that to us. It looks like you don't have a brain in your head. Okay, say something fast, and, and as you say it, we'll, we'll take that over to Yudam That That was the, the background, yeah. Everybody, right, you don't need a yes man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andrew always says that, that you're supposed to be able to take, he advises a lot of young people on how to get, get by in life. And so he always says that uh, you should be able to take criticism as suggestion. Okay. Right, but it's good for you. It wakes you up, you know? Right. So. So the question that Gamar dealt with yesterday <laughs> was why did Rebbe have such a strong reaction to Levi? What do you think was so offensive, aside from the obvious weirdness of the case, about suggesting that, that Anusas Aviv should be mentioned as one of the 15? That was the question. And so we spent yesterday talking about the Shita of Ravchia. I'm going to say it outside. Ravchia basically had two rules. There's a whole hawk in itself. Rashi, which uh, we would have discussed yesterday, applies Ravchia's rules and says these two rules of Ravchia, he applies it to all 15 women. If you go through Rashi, if you go through the art scroll, it is a puppet show. It is actually all the charts. You have a lot of charts on Daf Tess, but we're not learning Daf Tess, we're learning Daf Yud. I'll just say it outside. Basically, Ravchia has two rules. Number one, all the 15 women in that Mishnah have to be women that are that would be forbidden to his brother, but, to, but permitted to another one. In other words, if you have a case of a woman, if you were to find a case of a woman that would be forbidden to two brothers, as we discussed, they're not going to be in the list of the 15. Okay, that's number one. And rule number two is, right, that in a situation 
where the sister of said woman, right, um, would be her fellow, right, Yavama, then you would say that you have to do Chalitza or Yibum, okay? In other words, two sisters fall to two brothers of Yibum, says Reb In all of those cases, they would be, they, it would have to be a situation where it would be forbidden to one, right, but permitted to the other, right? And it would have to be a case, right, where it could actually happen. Well, suffice it to say that that case does not work out in the case of the Anusas Aviv. That, we'll leave it at that. Because in the case of the Anusas Aviv, um, well, the Gemara is actually going uh, to say it like this. Right? The, the bottom line is, um, the question is, if you hold like Rabbi Chia, and you have to have these two, right, you have to have these two cases, so maybe it should work. And the Gemara ended up saying on the top of your Alma Alf, El Rebbe, honey, call you Lisa. The Rebbe doesn't agree with those rules of Rabbi Chia. In other words, according to those rules of Rabbi Chia, maybe it should work, but Rebbe doesn't agree with them. And now we arrive finally in Yudam and Alf, and the second line, Rav Ada Kachina, Rav Ada the Bald, Kamei the Rav Kahana, Amar Mishmei the Rabba said in front of Rav Kahana in the name of Rav as follows, So again, we're talking about why was Rebbe so offended by Levi's suggestion that the Anusas Aviv should be the 16th erva in our Mishnah. So he says, maybe even if you hold like Rebchia, even if you hold like Rebchia, the problem is like this, Imo Anusas Aviv, right? Imo Anusas Aviv is always going to be the one in question. Why? Levi suggested, that was Levi's big suggestion. We're going to do Imo Anusas Aviv. Says in the name of Rava, he says, in the name of Rava, the question is like this. When he's talking about Bechada versus Betarti, he's talking about the two aforementioned rules of Avchia. In the two aforementioned rules of Avchia, you could only find one of the rules that are going to fit, but not the second rule. In other words, Right, Bekitzer, according to Rav Chia, every case has to work with both of Rav Chia's rules. However, right, Rava pointed out that it only works with one of the cases of Rav Chia's rules, the, and, that, and that is why, right, that the case of the Aima Nusasavim only works with one of the cases, and that's why it's excluded from our Mishnah, it's not the 16th. How so, says the Gemara? Let's say, again, this is obviously a different Yaakov, uh, right? He violated two women, and they happen to be sisters. So if that's the case, it's because it's going to be a miman of here. If the two women that he violated happen to be sisters, then achotoshivim to mishkachasla. Then we are going to have a case where what? Where you're going to have two sisters, and therefore achotoshivimta is going to be a case ha'asur mishkachas. However, right. If that's the case, that they're sisters, so again, the two children that come out of said two violations are not going to be able, the women are not going to be able to fall to each other because they're going to be sisters. Don't forget, the only time Yibum is allowed in the case of um, Aishas, right, the only time it's allowed is when you have Aishas Achiv. But in the case where the woman in question is your mother's sister, you, she does not fall to you to Yibum. So again, it's a mimanaf shach. You're going to have a problem of your mother's sister in a situation where the person, uh, Yaakov, in this case, the father of this all, violated the two women. However, however, the other flip side is, 
In other words, we're going to say it outside right now. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? In other words, the case is never going to work out because if it happens to be that the father violated two sisters, then the sister, then you're not going to be, then they're not going to fall to you to yibum. And if they fell to you as a nachri, then you're going to be able to do yibum, right? So in other words, if they're not going to fall to you to yibum, then they're not in the list of fifteen because all the list of fifteen fall to you to yibum. And if you can do yibum, then they're not going to be a list of fifteen because the list of fifteen is, after all, a list of women for whom you cannot do yibum due to erva. So either way, Rava says. The case of the Anusas Aviv should not work. This is why Rebbe said to his Talmud Levi, it seems like you're bra- you don't have a brain in your head, that's why you have such a strong reaction, because it doesn't work. So again, inside now. So, so I'm going to go back. If he was Me'ane's two sisters, right? then you're not going to have the problem of Asur Lezeim Uteres You're not going to have that feature which you need to have in order to be included in the 15. The each day in Achrias on us, and if the converse is true that he married two un- totally unrelated women, not married, but he violated two totally unrelated women, yeah, you'll have the case where it's going to be mutter to one and also to the other, which is one of the two features you need. However, you're not going to have a case of a which you need to have in order to have the shita's revchias. And therefore, we are left with saying that is Rebbe's response to Levi. That's what he didn't like, according to Rava. Now, we're going to have another interpretation of why Rebbe found Levi's suggestion of Anusas Aviv not good. Eleven lines down. Maybe you could say that Rebbe doesn't accept any of these rules of Avchia, and this has nothing to do with Avchia and his interpretation of this material, but rather something else. He is talking about cases that are in, uh, subject to dispute. That's the second thing. What's this plukta kamairi? That was, that was already in Daftes, this whole idea of the very first suggestion of why we thought uh, Rebbe didn't like Levi's suggestion was because our Mishnah, according to the first interpretation, was only dealing with women uh, who undisputedly had the status of erva, but had all of these features of being mutilazeva asulazet. And it was with no dispute. But then the Gemara brought in that there was other, that at the time the Gemara said, well, there's other disputes here. And therefore, hard to say that all of these 15 women are undisputed. So, where are we left here? Like this. If it's not because of Rabbi Chia's... Why are we going through such trouble with the 15? Listen, like, Goranowitz, they're in yeshiva, and they want to understand everything. They want to leave no stone unturned. And so it says 15, they want to know why. Levy made a comment in Sheer. Actually, Birnbaum asked me, he says, you know, <laughs> we're, whatever. We were, we were talking, we were like a parent-teacher conference the other day. Can you imagine your kid comes home and he said, my Rebbe said, um, I don't have a brain in my head. Like, you're going to make sure that you understand why the teacher said that. So we're trying to figure out why did Rebbe tell Levy that he has no brain in his head? Well, it couldn't have been because of the Rebbechia issue. Be, I mean, according to Ravashi, he's saying it's not necessarily because of the Rukhia issue, and it's not necessarily because he wants all the 15 women to be undisputed, but a different suggestion. What's the suggestion? Ask the Gemara. According to Ravashi, Why did the Rebbe tell you that you have no brain in your head? So, this is what he meant to say. This was what made him so uh, um, emphatic. He said, Why didn't you look carefully at the Mishnah? Oh, if you had a part of the Mishnah, Andrew, 
that would indicate that the Anusas Aviv, right, we're always still within the Anusas Aviv. If you had a part of the Mishnah that would indicate that the Anusas Aviv was, um, was not included in the rule of 15, well, that's reason to, to get a patch in, in Shear, right? Because it's right in front of you in the Mishnah. How so? As follows. Well, if you look carefully at the Mishnah, at the Mishnah it has to be Rabbi Yehuda. As the brackets say, the Asar Banusas Aviv. Once you follow through the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda all the way through, you'll see that Anusas Aviv is definitely going to be Asar. And therefore, again, if it's Asar, so then it's never, she's never going to fall to you to Yibam. Let's watch this. Diktani. Well, we're going to see this soon enough. It's on Yud Gimel and Aleph. What does the Mishnah there say? It has the list of the other six women that are never going to fall to you to Yibam, that were excluded from the list of 15. As follows, Sheish Arayos Chamurus Me'elu. That's what the Mishnah says. Uh, there are six Arayos that are more Chamur, we already quoted in this Gemara, more Chamur than this 15, and therefore are going to be excluded from the list. Why? In other words, they, they have to be married to someone else. They could never be married to your brother. That's what Heim Nesuas Lacherim means. They could never be married to your brother, and therefore the scenario of them falling you to Yibam would never happen. And Sarosein Mutaras, says the Mishnah, and they're tsaras or mutter. Andrew, why are they tsaras mutter? Because they're tsaras are strangers. And so if somebody, again, somebody marries, I'm not going to say you, if somebody marries somebody else's mother, right, and then has a whole bunch of, brother, uh, bunch of wives, and then dies childless, those wives are eligible for yibum because the mother never was. That's the halacha we learned in the very first Mishnah. The mother, there was never going to be a tfisus kedushin on the mother. She never felt yibum. Oh, so tsarasein mutaras. And what are they? So the Mishnah on the Gimel starts by saying, Emo, Veshus Aviv, Achos Aviv, stop. We went through three cases and we already could see by learning this Mishnah why this Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda and why Levi should have not mentioned the Anusas Aviv. Why? Because look at the cases. Look at the first two. We could have stopped at the second case. Emo, Veshus Aviv, his mother and the wife of his father. Now, in the traditional, right, wholesome nuclear family, your, the mother... And the wife of your father could be, it often is, one and the same. That's the same woman. Why are we mentioning both, says the Gemara. My emo, who is this emo, if not Aishas Aviv? Elaman is Suas Aviv. If you're going to say that she's the one, <laughs> who's mom? Mom's the one that's married to dad. If you're going to say that, it's a high new Aishas Aviv. So then why are you having both cases? Aishas Aviv is emo. Elav, Anusas Aviv. What Ravashi is saying is when the Mishnah says emo, and Aviv, it means, well, there's mom who's married to dad, and then there's the one mom that's not married to dad. So what, what's the, what, what, which, how is she your mom? Well, dad violated this woman, and you were born out of that situation, and therefore that is Anusas Aviv. And what does the Mishnah say about these women? It says, the Feirish in the Mishnah, right? Says, says Ravashi. It should say, it says, Befeirish in the Mishnah that the Anusas Aviv is not in play. That's what the Mishnah says, what it means, emo. Oh. And therefore, why would Levi suggest that the Anusas Aviv, why in the world would he suggest that the Anusas Aviv is counted in the list of 15? Certainly she is not. Patch on the head, where's your brain? So, Man Shamasle the Isle Hai Svara, who would hold this opinion? Now, mind you, the fact that this Aishas, right, the, the fact that this, right, Anusas Aviv is the, like the status of Daraisa could never be married to Yiddish or not Typhus, right, just like your actual natural mom that's married to dad, that is Rabbi Yehuda. Who holds that? 
right? Mine Shmasai the Isle High Svar the Osar Banusas Aviv Rabbi Yehuda. It's in fact Rabbi Yehuda. All right? And Mishim Hachilo Tanile. And that is in fact the reason why that Anusas Aviv is not mentioned in the original list of 15. So we have Rabbi Yehuda's consistent. He's the author at this point in the Gemara. We assume he's the author of the entire Mishnah, leading all the way through Yud Gimel. And he holds that Anusas Aviv is just like a, an Ashus Aviv. And therefore, of course, it's not in the list of 15. What were you thinking, Levi? This is Ravashi's explanation of why Rebbe said such a strong reaction to Levi. So I'm Ravina Larvashi. When Ravina heard this shot, he said to Ravashi, Guess what? I can concoct a case where even Rabbi Huda, who thinks that this is like a Daraisa problem, he could actually have a case where she still would fall to Yudibum. How so? The other Vanasiv. Wow. Let's say your paternal brother, yeah, he's not supposed to marry Anusa Savit, but guess what? Let's say he did so anyway. Be Isser, right? Be Isser. He did so be Isser, but guess what? He did so be Isser. That Isser is still going to be what? It, it's an Isser Daraisa, but it's an Isser Lav. Don't forget, only the Isser Kares is not going to be Tophis. You, you, you could try all you want to marry your mother. And uh, let's not get into situations where, right, dynamics where some people think, oh, you're married to your mother. Yeah, you could even set it up in a chapel, get the whole Aden, make a whole wedding. You can invite Moshe Tischler, do all the, all the singing all you want. It's not going to be typhus. No matter what you do, the condition are not going to be typhus. But if you do so for an Isser Lav and a Nusas Aviv, ooh, you did it so by Isser, it should never be done. But the condition is going to be toughest, and therefore, once the condition is toughest, it can fall to you for Yibum. That's what Ravina answered Ravashi. Right? So Ravashi says, Lo, the Elo Katani. We don't talk about illicit cases like that. That's what he means by the Elo Katani. Yeah, in a Chinami, that would happen. Right? But we don't talk about such cases. That's what the, the Mishnah is only talking about, regular cases. Not cases where it happened, it fell to you, sir. The list of 15 now has another criteria, which is, it has to be something that would fall to you like in a normal case. Right? Where everyone's like more or less behaving. Okay? So I'm going to Ravashi Lerv Kahana. So Ravashi says to Rav Kahana, below the Inami Meshkachaslate. Well, I could think of a scenario even where there is an, where, where where there is no foul play. Well, I wouldn't say no foul play, but at the, at the very least, there's no marriage baser. But there is a lot of other weird stuff going on, as we will see. Here we go. This is, again, not the Yaakov, any Yaakov that you know, but Yaakov Anas Kalaso, the holy man of Ben. You realize what's going on here? Anas Kalaso. In other words, the holy man of Ben, who makes Ruvain below Bunim. Okay. So look at poor Ruvain. Ruvain marries a woman, and they can't have children, Nebuch. All right. Ruvain's dad then rapes said woman, so he's raping his son's wife. This is not for the faint of heart, this case. Okay. And sure enough, he is totally virile, right? He's very, and so, and turns out she has a son. Now watch this, Ruvain, what a life. Marries a woman, can't have kids. Then his father rapes his wife. And then now, guess what happens? His wife has a kid. That kid isn't his kid because he can't have a kid. They go on Mari Povich. I'm sorry, Andrew. It's Purim. <laughs> they do the paternity test. Turns out his dad is the father. Can you imagine? He dies from the shock, childless, to find out that his kid is really his dad's kid. And now what happens? Now, who's, his, who's the brother that's going to be making him? 
Who's the brother that's going to make him? The kid that was born. The kid that was born from this crazy situation is technically, right, Ruvain's brother. After all, both Ruvain and this kid had the same dad, Yaakov. How do you like that? How do you like me now? Yibum is two brothers from the father. And so the kid that's going to be doing Yibum, but who would, be, who would he be doing Yibum on? His mom. His mom that was raped by his, gra- by his dad. Or if you go through his stepdad, his, right? his mom was raped by his dad and his like, step-grandpa. Whatever. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a messed up situation. So, but be that as it may, what just happened? Anusas Aviv fell to him to Yibum. That's the whole point, Andrew. The Anusas Aviv, your mom that was raped by your dad, could in theory fall to you to Yibum if said mom happened to have been, right, your dad's wife. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right? In other words, this is a case where said woman falls to Yibum to her own son. Yeah, and once she falls, right? And, and therefore, what he's saying is, Ravashi is saying, this could be included in the list of 15. Levi may have a point. Why is she not the 16th woman? Nobody married here. Nobody married by Isser Lav or Isser Karis, right? This was a pure rape situation. So nobody married here. And yet, you find a situation where Anusas Aviv falls to Yibum in a somewhat, at least halachically, no Isser Kiddushin way. So Amalei, Rav Kana says, are you serious, man? And we're not talking about we're not talking about crazy case like that, where where um, somebody raped somebody and like all this uh, messed up situation where somebody raped Kalaso. No, the fifteen women are listening to Mishnah. It all happened in a kosher way. None of this mishagas went on. Those fifteen women just happened to fall to you, Yibum. Like you married your niece in those days, that was perfect. You're you're, you're uh, encouraged to do that. Yeah, and then if, if somebody marries, if your brother, let's say, marries your daughter, then that brother dies childless, and your daughter, right, could fall to you, to Yibum. So, of course, that's one of the 15 women. That's the first of the 15. Bito. But nobody did anything wrong. All the 15 women in the Mishnah Goranowitz, they didn't do anything wrong. That is the case. So don't give me a case where dad raped my wife. That's ridiculous. Okay. Sorry, dad. It's my father's yard site today, so... This is obviously talking about... Uh, okay. Actually, you're welcome, Dad. This is a... Uh, this is a... Okay. Whew. All right. So, we finished discussing why Rebbe was so harsh with Levi. Now, Andrew, if your Rebbe told you that you didn't have a brain in your head, right, I know you well enough to know that you, and you've spoken about this uh, in the past, you would take it as constructive criticism and you try to work on yourself. And... I'm sure Levi did that, but guess what his reaction was? The Gemara says, V'afal pikein, isn't this amazing? Look at this. Five lines up from the bottom, you don't know what pikein, but Kalevi v'masnise. Yeah, Levi, even after hearing this harsh criticism from Rebbe, who said he had no brain in his head, doubled down. He doubled down and wrote down a Mishnah, including this, I mean, he was obsessed with this Anusas Aviv. And he wrote down a Mishnah that includes Anusas Aviv and has 16 women in it. Look at this. The Tani Levi, because Levi taught in the Brysa as follows. Here's the Brysa attributed to Levi. Emo, Pamim Poteras Tsarasa, Pamim Eno Poteras Tsarasa. You know where he's going with this. Sometimes your mom can be Poteras Tsarasa. Yeah, that's if she's your, if she's really your mom and your father's wife. But sometimes not. Ketzad, 
If your mom happens to be still married to dad, right? And then she happened to marry your paternal uh, right brother, which can happen, right? Because he's came, he's a brother from another mother, literally. And so she marries him, and he dies. Right? That would be a woman that ain't a pateras sarasa. Why? Because kiddushin with her would never be chal, right? As we turn to Yudam Abayz. However, said Levi, I say imo anusas aviv. Right, if she is not your father's wife, but your father's right victim, then if she marries your paternal brother there, that would be a case if she's poteras tsarasa, and she's still poteras tsarasa. In other words, she's poteras tsarasa. Why? Again, because the kedushin was chal, right? Kedushin was chal. The the connection is chal. There is no problem of the connection, and therefore, even though she herself, right, so even though, then she becomes exactly in the same case as the other 15 women in the Mishnah. She's both of the Tzaras, and says, the, and it continues the phrase, look at this chutzpah. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say it, but Levi says explicitly, even though our Chachamim said in our Mishnah, wow, says Levi, I'm not backing down. I want this 16th woman. This is Andrew, this was after the Rebbe uh, reprimanded him. He doubled down and wrote up in a brisa this idea that the 16th women should include Anusas Aviv. Unbelievable. Okay, so that's the 16th woman of Levi. All right, do you want to add another woman perhaps to this list? Well, Rish Lakish or Yochanan kick that, dear, that idea around as follows. Once you're going to say that you can have one of these uh, sketchy ladies included in the, in the number 15, then let's pile on a couple more. Listen, let's teach the following women. What's going on here? Yeah. A woman is um, classic. I mean, classic. Here, this case could happen. I'll, I'll, I'll paint the picture for you, okay? Uh, Ruben is, is, gets married and Nebuch dies childless. Shimon just started Shiduchim. And there's a Shidduch crisis, Andrew. Shimon's got a pile of resumes on his desk. He can't wait to see. He thinks he's hot stuff. He thinks he's going to get the best shidduch on the world. He doesn't want to do yibum to his sister-in-law. He wants to test the market, right? So he does chalitza right away. He refuses yibum, does chalitza. Okay, he does chalitza. Guess what? Five years later, he decides, you know what? Maybe she's as good as I'm going to get. He realized maybe he's not so ay ay ay, And so he marries her. He's not allowed to marry her. There's a pasuk in the Torah that says you're not allowed to marry the woman that you did chalitza. Once you did it, that's the Rashi. Last wide line, Rashi. The kiddushin tofsin lo. In other words, you're not allowed to do it, but the kiddushin is going to work. The ain't all love ella belav. He did a chalitza, and the, when the yivama felt him, he could do either yibam or chalitza. He chose chalitza because he didn't want to marry her. Okay, so the story is over, but it's not over because you guess what? There's a pasuk says Rashi, right? Once, right, once you refused Yibum and instead chose Chalitza, you can't change your mind and marry her and do Yibum. It's like a one-way street. You've done Chalitza, it's over. The whole thing's over. You can't marry that woman anymore. Okay, that's a Pasuk. That becomes an Iser Lav. Okay, however, he married her anyway. And as Rashi explains, the Kiddushin is going to be Tovsin. Yes, because Kiddushin is Tovsin Beis Olav. Oh, Andrew's giving me a funny look because you hold like Rabbi Akiva. Kiddushin isn't Tovsin Beis Olav. I, I, I see you. I understand what you're saying. That's a Machlokas. 
but assuming we're going within Chachamim, that the Kiddushin are Tovsin, then that case could work, right? Because then what happens? He marries the woman and then mace below Bonin, right? And then he dies childless. Now, he, what did he do? He married her, what? Be'iser. And he died without children. So now, here, Rashi's explained, right? That, now again, according to, to Reish Lakish, we're going to see the Machlokes, Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan. But we're saying like this, right? Perhaps you could say that the woman is still Asatim. Why is she Asatim? What's the Isra Karis? All of a sudden, there's an Isra Karis? Yeah. Because in the absence, we're going to explain this according to Rishlakish and according to Yochanan all the way. But guess what? <laughs> he did Chalitza already. So one could argue, once he did Chalitza, none of the other brothers have this obligation of Chalitza to her. Well, guess what, Garanowitz? In the absence of Chalitza, she's an Eishas Ach. Don't forget, Eishas Ach is one of the Arias. It's only that in the case of Yibum, it's understood that that Arias is suspended. But in the absence of a Chiv of Yibum, there's Arias, and that's the case that Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan are, are kicking around. So Amalei, so Rabbi Yochanan answers, the reason why she's not mentioned in the case of 15 is because don't forget, when we learned the case of 15, we said that Tsarasea Peturas and Tsaros Tsarasea Peturas. It went to great length to explain how the Tsaros Tsarasea uh, works out. But the point is that, again, this was an Isr Lav, the, but the sort of Zika that we say that follows a real true Tsara all the way around, right, does not extend in this unique case to the Tsaros Tsara. And therefore, that's why it's not included in the list of 15. Okay, and the Gemara says, why did Rabbi Yochanan have to say that that's the answer? He could have said a, a different answer. He didn't have to come on to this Chiddush of Tsaras Tsara. He could have said it more fundamental. Belay Malay, right? You could say, Chai Lavin he. Wait a minute. She's a Chai of Lav. A Chai Lavin. Bnei Chalitza V'yibam Dinhu. And when it's just a Chai of Lav, right? then you can do chalitza and yibum. And that's why it's not mentioned in Mishnah. In other words, why is he standing on his head and mentioning ch- uh, the, the tzara's tzara? The chalitza and yibum is obvious that it's not going to be applicable in this case. So the Gemara answers the Dvar of Karmelay. Now, Rabbi Yochanan is talking within Reish Lakish. What the Gemara is going to do, as it often does, is it's going to really dig into what the Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish is. We're kind of like working blind here. But believe it or not, believe me when I tell you now, and hopefully you'll see it soon, right, that Rabbi Yochanan is speaking within Shittas Reish Lakish. And within Shittas Reish Lakish, the, there could be a situation where this woman would fall to you to Yibum, that could work, and that in fact it would be part of the tsara. It just wouldn't be part of the tsara tsara. But that's only within Reish Lakish. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that would never happen. So that's why he's saying According to Rabbi Yochanan, it's our of love, and it would never be mentioned in the mission in the first place because it wouldn't be part of the tsaras. Right, and you would have to do chalitza yibum. It would not be part of you. Yeah, but according to you, Reish Lakish, then it's going to be chiv krisis. And the reason why it's not going to be mentioned in the mission is lefisha. Because it's not meant, and that's not going to extend all the way to Tsara Tsara. So 13 lines down on Yudam and Aleph says the Gemara, let's dig into this Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Itmar. Classic case, of course. Um, you, the, the woman falls to you to Yibum. You think that you're hot stuff, you're going to get all the best Shiduchim. So you don't want to do Yibum, you don't marry her, you do Chalitza. And then you realize, no. You change your mind five years later, you realize you're not the hottest stuff on the Shuduch market, and you decide you're going to marry her. So what's, the, what's going to be the din? Amar Yishlakesh, who karis, al-chalutza karis. There's going to be some interesting irony here. In other words, 
he's not going to be chayev. Karet, he's not going to be chayev for taking the chalutza, right? Because that's just the isralav that uh, that Rashi mentioned of lo yibana. That once once you've done chalitza, you can't take her. But that's an isralav. That's an iser, That's not an israkaris. But because he doesn't have the connection to her anymore, the brothers are going to be chayev karis on this woman, right? Again, that's a fascinating case, right? Even if he, right, even if he didn't marry her, don't, don't let the fact that he married her afterwards confuse the issue. Let's say a regular case, a man does chalitza. Once a man does chalitza, the other woman can't marry her. She's still eshesach. Isn't that interesting, right? In other words, there's this chiv yibum, Andrew, that's floating in the air. That chiv yibum, or chalitza, is going to be the only reason, the only thing that's going to potter up this eshesach. Once that's done away with, so then you have no excuse to marry this woman because Eshesach is forever, right? Um, so therefore, the, uh, the brothers are going to be chayev kares for, for Eshesach, right? And ironically, the woman who, the, the man who did chalitza on her, well, he, according to Eshelagish, he's not going to be chayev kares because after all, he already did chalitza. So he kind of broke that bond so he can marry her, but for him it'll be an Israelab. Okay. Well, interestingly, therefore, what about the tzara? Well, the tzara is always going to be Eshasach. In other words, another way of saying this is there is a unique relationship, Andrew, between this, uh, this brother who did chalitza and the woman that he did chalitza on. They have a unique relationship because he kind of, sort of, already pottered her. And so he, already, he has this unique relationship with her. He, only he... If he were to marry her, he, the Eishas Ach would go away. And he would just have an Isr Lav of, you can't marry the woman that you, did, that you already didn't accept for Yibum. So he has a unique relationship with her, with her. But everyone else, all the other brothers meaning, they're all going to have that, that, that you know, good old-fashioned Isr of Eishas Ach, Isr Kares, right? And that relationship, he's going to have to the Tsarist also. It's just him and this woman that, don't have that, that only have the Isr uh, of um, Lav. That is the sheet of Rishlakish. However, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Bein hu, vein achin, einan chayavin lo chalutz o karez, v'atzara karez. Rabbi Yochanan is going to explain that once you do chalitza, two very interesting ways of looking at this case. Is there a velt of lumdis on this? Oh, you better believe there is. Zika. The word zika, you could say it a thousand times. We have to what? Yeah, yeah. One of the, okay, so we have five minutes. Five minute warning. Okay, so, I mean, somebody else could start, and then I can, uh, and then I'll, I'll start at uh, Barco. Thank you, Andrew. <clears throat> Two ways of looking at this, uh, the Zika, right? Either you could say, I'll say it outside. The brother does Chalitza. So when the first, when the brother does Chalitza, is it like, oh, this Zika that was out in the air is done with, and therefore it's done with for everybody? That's Shittas of Yochanan, right? It's not going to be Nisakaris anymore. Ish Eshes Ach was done with. All, the only thing that's going to happen now if you marry her is going to be Nisalav, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Or is it going to be more like according to Rish Lakish? That, no, that's only this person who did the Chalitza vis a vis the woman. But all the other brothers, she still has this Darai Sakaris of Eshes Ach. So now the Gemara is going to ask, my time with Rish Lakish. Why does Rish Lakish think, right, that, that everyone's going to have the Karis? Because it says, Amar Kra, Sherlo Yivneh. And the Pasuk says that once he did Chalitza, he's not going to build her again. It was referring to this individual. It's only this person who did the Chalitza that the Pasuk is talking to when he says, don't bring her back in. Right? But his brothers, they're still staying in the same status of Eishes Ach status that they had prior to this. 
right? And is and it's only him for taking her that he has this concept of loyim neh hatsari kaimi kaimi. But and that's only him vis-a-vis this very specific woman. But the tsaris and the brothers they all stay in the original state of there's an israkaris of eshasachir. So that's how Shlokish looks at it. How does Rabbi Yochanan look at it? Right. This is a high amount of lambdas in the in the Gemara over here. Rabbi Yochanan, my, me, you almost can't learn this without right, like a, a ktsos. You almost or Reb Chaim, you almost can't learn this without looking into the lambdas. Rabbi Yochanan, mi'ikamidi the mi'ikara right ibai haichalitz ibai haichalitz right ibai lahaichalitz ibai lahaichalitz v'ashtakai lebekares right. In other words, it's unreasonable to say according to Rabbi Yochanan that 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 in the, originally he had kares and now right and, and if he wanted to he could do chalitza and now that he did chalitza is it, it can you really say that nothing happened that everyone's still high of kares what do you mean <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about ABCs of yibum and chalitza you either do yibum or you do chalitza once you do chalitza it breaks the zika that would be the lumpest way to say it once you do chalitza then all bets are off you don't have this uh, iser kares of, of again the iser kares that's hanging in the air is the eshes ach well, Eishasach was taken care of. You did the chalitza. And therefore, Rabbi Yochanan looks at it in the following way. That this person who did the chalitza is doing so as an emissary of his brothers. And and she is the emissary of all the tzars, as is the case in any classic Yibum. And therefore, right, in such a scenario, we're going to say that, in fact, whatever is good enough for this couple, so to speak, is good enough for the brothers and good enough for all the tsaras, which is to say, the zika of, of Yibum has been severed, and now the only thing that remains is an Isolav. So we finish off here, 10 lines up on the bottom. I'm Yudam and Beis, Afreilach and Purim to everyone. <laughs>